What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your boy, the maid, Eddie, your name, Ace Five from the Star Five Podcast. And what I need y'all to do right now is hit up the Star Five Podcast.com. And right on that homepage, click that link that says become a patron. Because for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support this show that you love so much. And also, we have other opportunities within our Patreon account to where you can advertise with us for as little as $10 a month, where we'll shout you out every episode or for $20 a month we will give you a separately recorded advertisement promoting whatever you like and for $40 a month you'll get everything that the $20 tier gets you plus you get to produce a segment on our show so make sure you hit up the starfireshow.com and hit that patreon link now To the diamond, to the track, to the big skin flying round the field, starting five forever, keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, jeans and long sleeves, they taking no shorts, no hot the depth. Oh yes, these other sports podcasts live as a pro's corpse. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever, boys ever. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats and a view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always in season to keep the start five, start five. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you we need. Got what you if the sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking cause we live it. We got what you we need. Got what you yeah. need. We're going in on three. Run the baseline. Start five. Get it. We got what you we need. Got what you need. And y'all know me. Seven sign. I'm the hellest cat spit. I got what you need. I got what you need. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the Star Five Podcast. What I need y'all to do now is hit up the startingfivepodcast.com. That's where you'll be able to find all of our podcast streaming links, our Instagram, our merch link. You can even become a patron right at the front page. And also, you can leave us a voicemail at 929-352-6219, and we'll play your voicemail on the next episode. New episodes released every Thursday. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, y'all? I think we're live. Yeah, it says live on Zoom, so the Facebook window is going to pop up eventually. But anyway, this is your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five, your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa. And we'll get into that part in a second. We're back with the newest episode of the Star Five. As always, we need y'all to check out the Star Five show.com. Because we need y'all to support us and support the homie too. We got Tracy Lee's thing up on the cover of the, the homepage of the screen. You can see you can go to the Patreon or his website, tracyleemusic.com. Perk up the album. We'll make sure you hit our merch link. 
we're gonna pop some merch because you see we got the COVID mask, you know, little protection, not even called COVID mask, the face covering, as we'll call it. We got phone covers, t-shirts, as you see, we're rocking here. TJ, you got it on. So it's the usual, the usual attire. The tar is gonna catch up, but you know, it's all right. I know she got she still got the old school one. <laughs> she still got the old school one. But you see the hoodies and all that stuff. Make sure you hit our podcast link so you can check us out on Anchor as the shows get uploaded. You see now, unfortunately, just due to Anchor's setup, we can't have a separate page, but Katara's Cafe is back. You see, she interviewed me uh, about two weeks ago. Her first interview on the show with Patrice Rivers was a great one. Uh, so please support that. Make sure, because the guest that we got on with us tonight is a member of this, the Blur Fleet. Make sure you come and check out the Blur Fleet family. We got, not everybody is here. Not everybody's here. But eventually the whole page will be filled with the Blur Fleet members. Um, and yeah, it's coming soon. Guitarist Corner to the Starfivepodcast.com. And without further ado, I keep saying the name. Why don't she introduce herself? Hi, I'm Katara, and shout out to, well, obviously, the starting five. Um, always great to be on on Wednesday, even when we have rough days. Shout out to everyone who's on the live that I haven't checked yet. Shout out to True Radio Network, gave me my start. And shout out to our guest that I'm sure will be introduced soon. Thank you much. Thank you. And the brother that needs no white balance in his camera. <laughs> What's up, y'all? The Green Eyed Bandit, aka the Jedi Knight. How y'all doing this evening? Hope you're keeping cool during this uh, heat wave. Um, I'm feeling sore because I'm over 40 and I started working back out, and it's not easy. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> My bad, y'all, because I was trying to set up so I could follow along with the stream. Last but not least, before the OOG comes into the building, we got rapper, nerd, blurred, however you want to call it. <laughs> One of the members of the Blurred Fleet, Crazy the Great. We're going to be talking about his new EP that had reanimated a little later on tonight, but he's going to chop it up with us tonight. Say hello to the people. What's going on, World Wide Web and, and people at home? It's your boy, Crazy Ed the Great, Cleveland, Ohio's own comic book superhero. Kicking it with the starting five, man. Thank y'all for having me. Respect. Pleasure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, you are, you being an Ohio resident, man, I always show love to these cats, but if you follow and listen to podcasts, Check out my homies at the Intramural League, the ITL. They out of Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Three young brothers got a great, great podcast to listen to, and, and it's 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 home team. I don't know how far Dayton is, but it's it's still it's about four hours. Oh shit! <laughs> it's yeah, it's out there. That's like freaking me trying to drive upstate. That's uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, man, let's get into this. First and foremost, um, when we always lose somebody in the world, uh, we always got to give our condolences. This week, 
we gotta say rest easy to Mr. James Harris, better known as Kamala, the Ugandan giant of Mid-South wrestling fame back when he was Kamala, Ugandan warrior. Before that, he was known as Sugar Bear Harris. Um, this guy might be the first person because the WWF at the time tried to give credit to Hulk Hogan as being the first to body slam Andre the Giant. Nah, this brother, this brother body slammed Andre the Giant way before Hulk Hogan was even thought to do it. Um, controversial gimmick nonetheless. Uh, I know me and Katara had a couple disputed words about the, the gimmick as a whole uh, this week. Um, but if you listen to, and I'm not going to shout the podcast name out, but there's a podcast that's a X, satellite XM radio show that they had Jerry Lawler on. And Jerry Lawler was the one who created this gimmick for him. And if you listen to how he tells the story about how he created it, just short little pieces of the story is that it was kind of, it was a real quick thought out gimmick, but it was a well thought out gimmick because he said he utilized at the time Idi Amin if you remember that guy from back in the day, he was known as a cannibal. Uh, I forgot what, uh, I think he was the president of Uganda or president of some country in Africa, but he was allegedly known as a cannibal. So he kind of had him in mind as far as being like the overlord type, top of the heap type of character that is scary, menacing, but then also thought about Uganda thought about his size. That's where the Ugandan giant came into play. But the name Kamala was also named after a city in Uganda. Okay. And that shit was like, oh, like that caught me like, oh shit. That caught me like, oh shit. But nonetheless, I got to show this too because, you know, people as a joke doppelgangered me with him. And so shout out to my <laughs> Mad people was hitting me up like, yo, where's the tribute? Where's the tribute? And in some respects, I kind of felt it would have been disrespectful, but not really, because this was a Halloween uh, several years back, and it was more or less paying tribute to him in costume, or as now us adult nerds call it, cosplay. I don't know. <laughs> Name got changed to that, but it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, as a character, he wasn't the most technical, he wasn't the greatest thing, but he was one of the greatest gimmicks that the sport has ever seen. And he's you know, he, he had a long battle with diabetes, had his legs cut off, chopped off around at the knees, both legs, one at one at one time, one at the other. Um wow. Over, overall, just, I mean, just rough and, and sad, in some respects, sad life, because his lack of education got him screwed over several times financially, missing out, missing out on big money payouts. Um, let's remember, too, the 80s, 70s, 80s, how they thought about black folks, 
the black man is being paid less, even still being a top tier card person, you know. So he he went through a lot, but he's seen a lot. He's been around the world, seen a lot of money, seen shorts. And I would say personally, I think despite all the shortcomings earlier in life, like being a, a school dropout, things like that, I think the man still lived a great life and left a huge impression on the wrestling world. But with that being said, while I dig up this body slam video, who wants to say a couple words about him? Um, well, I, um, and, and uh, like Dan said, we had a disagreement earlier this week, or was it last week uh, uh, about, uh, um, oh, I thought someone said, I, uh, about what happened, and, and I'm going to leave it at that because you explained it. Um, I, I won't say anything about how he was exploited because it is what it is. I, I will say this, though, for everybody here and, and everybody that's listening and will listen. Diabetes is serious. I Just me working, you know, working in the hospital for about eight, ten years. I've seen it. I've seen it when it starts with, the, like, if you're not taking care of it, it'll start with your toes. They, I've seen people come in and say, you know, they had discoloration of the toes, and it, it will lead to their toes getting, you know, surgically removed to their feet, you know, to their legs. That That's a serious thing, so you always have to pay attention to that. Um, and, 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 I'm, and I don't, um, in our, our culture, and our, and especially the older generation, I don't know about him. I know that, and I'm getting a little bit off topic. I know that they don't, we don't trust doctors and, and, and that's understandable, but you have to do the research with that. Uh, he led, he was an icon to some and you know, you can see, I think, I think the, the, the documentary that Dan had me see you can you can see him break down, and it's sad. It's sad because I I, I you know, although I was a little harsh, um, I don't wish anything on anybody. I, I I wish he had it better. There's no reason why Hulk Hogan, which I remember watching, or The Ultimate Warrior, which I think he was my favorite when I actually watched wrestling, why they got more money than he did. Okay, now we are, Dan explained why, but there's just no reason for it. There's no reason that they were more the American. Uh, everyone, no one was scared of Hulk Hogan and, well, to an appoint, Ultimate Warrior. But why were they scared of him? And that's, and, and Dan, that's what I thought yeah. of when I was younger. A rabbit hole conversation of if anybody yeah. scared no. of the Ultimate Warrior. Is that, no. he was I just, know, and I'm not, huh? no, and I get that, and I get that. That's a deep conversation, and people were scared of Ultimate Warrior. But my point is, he needed that, and even I knew back then, what, before I stopped watching wrestling, those, the, the black characters that I saw back in the day, even I was like, well, why are they showing more? I, and, and, and the, he didn't know, he didn't know. Uh, I think, he, yeah, he was, it didn't handle as well as he's better, but I, that's what I want to bring out. Make sure you're, um, oh gosh, I forgot stuff. See, it's a long day already. Make sure medically you stay on thing, you stay on top of everything medically, and and get a lawyer with contracts like that. Even if even if you even if you think the contract is legit, get a lawyer anyway. Right. Um, that, well, I, that's. I think today with the wrestling world is totally different. Totally indeed. 
and and a lot of the black athletes are getting their just dues in some sort of a way. Now, sure. if you pay attention to wrestling now, like the WWE is kind of acting a little uh, uh, reactionary towards what's going on nowadays. In my opinion, in my opinion, like they got a number, like um, Titus O'Neil just became a champion. Um, they get, they're gonna have a big push for uh, Big E, uh, but they just had Kofi Kingston win, I think, last year or two years ago. Uh, you know, he was the first African-born champion because you if you remember Kofi Kingston when he came out, they had him playing like he was a Jamaican. And the man was like, no, nah, with a terrible Patois accent. <laughs> but then they finally let him drop it, and he was from where he's from, which is Ghana. So they're working on it. You know, AEW's doing well, and they got the right people in behind the scenes working. For the black wrestler, they always can still always be better. But I think, you know, contractually, I think these guys are a lot smarter now, too. TJ, you said you was about to say something before. Yeah. I mean, I remember him growing up, um, watching him on the scene. Um, and, I, you know, he was one of my favorites because, like you, like you said at the time, there were very few other black wrestlers uh, that were as popular as he was coming up. And uh, it's a sad story. I mean, I didn't know about his history with the diabetes or anything or about his leg being cut off. So that, that made me kind of sad. And to Katara's uh, point, yeah, diabetes is a, it's a horrible disease. I know a few people who passed away from it and suffered horribly uh, from it, from not taking care of themselves because it is treatable to an extent. But um, he was, I mean, he had a following. He had a crowd. He was a crowd favorite. And this guy was one of the few dudes that, I mean, when WWF was wrestling heavily in the South and stuff like that, he was out there smacking people around, killing people. So, I mean, he was considered a bad guy or like a heel back in the day. But, I mean, I got nothing but love for the guy. He was a dope wrestler to me. Crazy? Or can we call you by a – where do you prefer? Crazy or Miguel? All, all, my friend, all my friends call me eight. All right. And you guys are friends for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, we got, we got, the, <laughs> before you keep going, we got the man who's 800 years old. <laughs> you see old Isaac Hayes himself. <laughs> no, JP. Man, look, look, let me tell you something. Not in the mood for those bullshit ass, corny ass jokes from you tonight. Let's get in, let's get into it. Well, it's going to be a dry one then. <laughs> it's on you. We're talking about Kamala. We're saying that. <laughs> but yeah, like um, Kamala's a little bit before my time. So, um, but I can definitely, you know, big, big respect to somebody holding it down for people that look like us in the WWF back then. Um, Diabetes is definitely uh, some serious, like my mom is going through that. She's living with type two now. So, you know, we, we try to stay on her to to keep her, keep herself up and things like that. So I can definitely relate to how tragic it can be because we've had, we've had scares with moms before. So, um, man, it's like, I wish, I wish I could, you know, I knew him by name. I just didn't know him by feats. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so. Oh, 
I want to, you know what I'm saying? Now I kind of want to just go back, you know what I'm saying? Look at some highlight reels and, you know what I'm saying? Try to celebrate, a, you know what I'm saying? A legend for us, though, you know? So, you know, big ups, big ups to his family and, you know, condolences and things of that nature, man. Um, dang, we lost, a, we lost a legend. Well, I'll give you a little highlight reel as I found it. Uh, I was holding on to it right while Qatar was talking. We mentioned people who body slammed Andre. Oh, and that's an actual body slam because Hulk Hogan did not body slam him. With ease. With ease. <laughs> ease. <laughs> Hulk Hogan looked like he was about to die if he had to hold him up for one more second. JP, we're talking about the Ugandan giant, Mr. James Harris. Oh, Andre definitely helped him out with that. <laughs> yeah. He had to. <laughs> he had to. JP, <clears throat> we, we again, you ain't here for the joke, so I'm not gonna throw a joke at you right now. We're talking about James Harris, Mr. Kamala, Ugandan giant. Are you yeah. with us? Um, yeah, it's just, the, um, the feed was up a little bit. Um, but yeah, um, man, some people, um, man, we can you say about it, man? Be it was. Let's keep 100. It was a minstrel stereotype, you know, he did. But, um, you know, he was a legend stuff, you know. I mean, you look at the kid, like, okay. And you thought he was from Africa. Come on, love. You heard him eating the bottle drum and all that's there. But um, we need you to fix tusk, man. And we didn't like that to do, you know. We need you. We need you. character was a middle show type character. We need you to fix your connection, JP, because you're you're breaking up real, real bad, real bad. All right, let me see. Let me let me log in. Let me just go on here. All good, all good, man. But while you do that, man, we're gonna move on from this one once again. Rest in peace to the legend, Mr. James Harris. Rest in peace, Kamala. We're moving from one Kamala to a Kamala. <laughs> and yeah, so uh so uh one Mr. Joe Crazy Joe Biden. <laughs> call him. Crazy Joe, but nonetheless, we still need him to win this seat. Nominated and brought up to the table, Miss Kamala Harris. United States Senator as his running mate for the vice presidency of the United States of America. Uh, I don't know if I want to go first on this one because I'm going to just keep it real. I'm going to keep it funky. Um, I'm not feeling this, but whatever it takes is, is where it's at right now. Um, I'm still a person who's still researching the green parties and the third parties because our votes generally, and if you really do research people, our votes, if you vote outside of these stupid Democrat and Republican systems, they're not pulling votes away when you had this electoral college system in place. Because when you live in a state like here in New York, which generally always votes blue, except for my dumbass redneck Alabama of the North Staten Island always votes majority red. 
but the state votes blue. Biden's going to get those electoral college votes. And that's where it counts the most important. But what I learned recently was, is the more votes that third parties get, the more they can become a major player in the next elections. Mm. Way of being able to gain capital and gave money. And so I'm just saying, before I pass it on to whoever wants this, don't be afraid to put your voice or your vote where you see fit. I don't give a fuck what situation you think we're in right now. Yes, we all <coughs> office, especially after the press conference I heard him talk today. This man was on TV talking about, he was supposed to be giving updates of the country about us in these corona situations right now. And this dude talked everything around the sun. What about with the updates on the virus? Other than, other than we had we've given the most tests, and that makes us look number one because we've given the most tests. Yet <sighs> number one in the world with the most people who caught it. We we hit number one with the most cases. Probably number one with the most deaths. We are number one. He got what his wish. The U.S. is number one at the worst in freaking maintaining and handling this shit. But he talked about the kids going back to school and the kids needing school and all these other dumbass numbers. He's talking about the car industry. He's talking about freaking Pelosi and Schumer. And he's still calling coronavirus the China virus. He said it about four or five times during the time I listened to this shit. So anybody, so this is where Crazy Joe and Kamala can go ahead and please go ahead and get in because literally it's anybody but this clown right now. And all I got to say, JP, because I'll give you the first word since you're coming back. Wasn't America just hating Kamala Harris not too long ago? They needed to stop with that hating too. Sorry. Go ahead, John. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people weren't too pleased with her. Um, because of some of some of the, um, I guess some of the stuff she acted with the DA in San Francisco. But let me t let me say this, man. You know, um, do do I have a little some thoughts? Maybe thoughts, of course. I tell you what, she is a vile and qualified candidate. Period. I think I think also she's going to do. She could be a great vice president. I really would say the number one thing, Joe Mark forgetting her. I think she can, she can relate to, of course, to the sisters, but also get some of the women from the other side to come on board with, with her as well. She could play both. But I'm going to tell you the number one thing that, she, that she's going to do. She's going to eat Mike Pence up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner during those debates. He doesn't stand a chance with her. Easy. Hey, yo. Period. Hey, race she is, you saw what she did to William Barr. You saw what she did to him. They had when they had those when when they had to question him. She drilled. She's gonna do she's gonna do such a job. And look, let me ask something, man. I hear a lot of people out here talking about Oh, this editor, black man, yada, 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 and all stuff. 
Do you want voice to this devil, or you want, or do you want somebody who can get off his chain thing? Give more funding HBCUs. You know what we want right now? We we want to make JP's connection great again. Um. You were real choppy the whole time. You was making some great points. So try maybe try turning your Wi-Fi off and going off your your cell signal or something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother. I had to cut you like that, but you were yeah, like, yeah. like like that the whole time you was talking. But eight, hey, I, I I I had a point I wanted to go to you with that, with uh you know. But yeah, Kamala's gonna eat race Bannon up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> race Bannon, that's funny as ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I just man, I, I champion. I champion, you know what I'm saying, a, a black woman becoming vice president. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like off top, that's that's amazing. Um, because I, I feel like, you know, we didn't try everything. Why not, you know, put a, a black woman in, in office as president? Like fuck vice president. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go there. Um, one point. But I guess, you know, small leaps forward, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I just hope, you know, she do right by us. That's it. Like, you know, at the end of the day, um, crazy Joe going to be crazy Joe. Hopefully, you know, like they say, all men in power got, you know, an equally powerful woman beside them. So, you know, hopefully, you know, she holds that balance down. Cause that's really, that's really what I would love to see. Um, I'm like you though. I want to research the, everybody else that's, you know what I'm saying? In the running to see if there's a viable, more, qualified suitable person regardless of republican or democrat like you know what i'm saying like we always as a black person you just you're supposed to vote democrat because because fuck republicans and it's like well let's do a little bit of research before we stick to that same rhetoric so you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm with the doing the research but i hope she i hope she does her thing man because like you said in, at this point anybody's better than than the trump administration Absolutely, guitar. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have a lot. Well, not a lot. I different points. Uh, first and foremost, yeah, she's Howard alum, aka she already has the backing. Uh, for her record, because people keep going back to that, and I, I don't think they're doing the research they should. Uh, yes, she. There's people with charges of marijuana. Uh, you know at because it was illegal then, like it or not. But they weren't going to jail. They had the charge, but she didn't put them in jail. That's number one, because everyone's saying, well, she puts a lot of black men in jail. No, okay? Now, now, if there's a crime that they did, and, and Dan, we've talked about something like this before, like looting or something. If there's a crime that they did, then yeah, she's gonna have to prosecute them. That is what she was. She was a uh, ADA, or, or, and I'm saying, I may be saying that wrong. Yeah, attorney general. She was an attorney general. Yes. Point. So that's her job. You cannot sit here and get mad because that's what her job is. Uh, one thing I wanted to say was she implemented, and, and it probably didn't go as well as it could be, but she implemented a uh, something. It, it was because um, uh, kids were not going to school. And I guess they were hanging out all kinds of nights and something big happened with that. So she implemented a curfew 
and she said something about parents being responsible for kids not going to school. This is up until like, you know, high school, after they graduate high school, that's a different story, obviously. And people criticized her for that. Let me tell you, I pretty, well, my son already graduated high school in 2019, but if you, but let me ask y'all this, if he wasn't going to high school and I wasn't forcing him to go, but you see me on this show talking and I get a charge because I, you know, because I didn't put my foot down and say, look, you need to go to school. What are you guys are going to say to me? All of you are going to say to me, Kendall, this is your fault. See, I'm saying my government name, but they're going to say, listen, this is you, Kendall. That's your job. That is your child. So a lot of she got, she took a lot of heat for that because I guess people said, well, it's not, you know, people are like, well, it's not the parents' fault. And I guess, and I don't know if it was a race thing that a lot of people got charges for that. But my thing is, she did something. Was it the right thing? I don't know, but it got people to get their children in school. And, and, and if there's another issue going on, well then yeah, you can look into that. So I, I think this is a good suit for her. She can definitely handle what's going on. She, she's already has the experience. Um, you know, I, 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 I really, Joe, <laughs> sometimes I think uh, Joe Biden needs to hush and certain things, but I still see him better than, well, 45. I yeah. still see him getting things done better than 45. And she can can obviously be the VP for that. Uh, where I'm at, because you guys know I'm in Florida, I don't even know if there's a third party or anything like that going on. Um, but it's Joe and Harris, Biden and Harris for the win right now. Uh, if there's a third party that, that I can actually talk to, because uh, I'm in a conservative area, we, I live in a conservative area, then I'll be all means, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, shoot, I'm going to be talking to the Republicans. But uh, at, as of now, it's Biden and Harris. They, are, are they the best? No. I mean, there's always going to be someone better, but they're better than what we have right now at someone I can't even listen to him half the time because it's going to get me upset. So that's my take on everything I, and i'm i'm with you because yeah it's and but that's a part of my issue behind this is we're going with the it's better than what we have and as of right now as the way i described this idiot was talking on tv today i am okay with it but dj like the good old colonel abrams song back in the day might be a little too old for you uh eight i'm sorry <laughs> but how soon we forget and how easy, and, and again, I guess this is Trump's fault too, how easily all the criticism that was going Kamala's way can now just get thrown to the wayside like it never happened before. And to be honest, because everybody expressed it well, I'm personally okay with it. Again, like when I first heard about the nomination, I was just like, well, I guess this is what we got uh, unless you don't go home and do the research. But again, how soon we forget, TJ. Yeah, um, I don't think anybody is going to be happy with any choice Joe Biden made. Everybody had an opinion about every damn candidate. So no matter who he picked, this was going to come regardless. Um, what people don't know is that when Kamala Harris was the AG, of California, Trump donated $6,000 to her campaign. So now 
he's uh it's ironic that he's doing that and then turns around and calls her nasty. So I mean, he's always doing backward ass shit like this uh, without any, without his revisionist past. Um, listen, I'm like you said, this is what we have. Am I excited? I'm excited that we have a black woman that's be possibly could become vice president. Yes, right. I'm very proud of that. Very proud of that. No matter who it was, I'm proud of it. Uh, as you can see, by the way this man talks, if you can tolerate him for five minutes, you know that we've been in this shitter for quite a long time now. Um, you know, you, you people want to talk about, oh, you know, he's got the open zones for, 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 for Black communities, for reinvesting back in Black communities. Only rich white people are making money off of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the HBCUs. They're practically begging him to sign the bill for him to give money. So, I mean, there's two sides to every story and then there's the truth, but people are going to hear what they want to hear. And with this dude, that's been the case for the past four years. They're definitely hearing what they want to hear. And it's obvious. You can see it with people not wearing masks. I mean, it's just simple common sense shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's trying to look out for each other. Everybody's about the individual and for self. And, you know, it's not my kid, it's not my job, it's not my problem. So this is why we're in the, in the, in the mess we're in now. Make America great again, shit, that, make America at least not laughable again. How about, can we start there? You know, make America respectable make, again. Make America great again. Because we're, we're, we're the laughing stock of the world right now. You know what I'm saying? You go to another country, you be like, yeah, I'm Canadian, dude. I moved there years ago. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to even want to say you from here and I was, after time. And I was going to say with the quote to, to wrap this up, that congratulations, Kamala, on, on the, the nomination. Again, I personally wasn't feeling it as a whole, but yes, I'm in agreement with everybody here to see a black woman. Oh, you know, get this, get this book. Go ahead, JP. Now I was gonna say, did you did you what I said of her? She eat Mike Pitt up for for some dinner. He repeated that. I repeated that several times after because I agree, and she will, she will. What is he gonna talk about? Well, she. This, this is how us upstanding Americans with comb overs have sex through our pajamas. Fuck race Bannon. Fuck race Bannon and his Johnny Quest fucking. Historic looking ass, but <laughs> but but I want to I want to make another point too. I want another two think so to open up other things like as far as HBU funding. She will come to that as a president. Um, also as well, Brianna Teller. We see what's going on with that with with her in there and in Bonzier. That is something that could be resolved. Um. <laughs> Resolve. We you gotta. We gotta get you to resolve your connection. We, I know. I try in different room now. It's easy. You sound like a senior with a speech impediment right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your connection really got you. Like I But I guess that's Trump's. That's Trump's America. Only in America, as Don King said. Only in America. <laughs> Only in America. But. We're going on from pre one president to another president. We're moving on to this one. 
because Katara brought this along for the ride. This Joker right here, Jerry Falwell Jr., <laughs> now former president of Liberty University. Who this is? This is the picture that caused scandal. Which again, this simple as square head ass. What else has picture that we could call this? That got him in trouble. But why it got him in trouble is because he was the president of a Christian university. And this upstanding Christian, upstanding Christian, has been in hot water for some time now. But besides this picture, that picture is what caused him allegedly to step down, aka get fired, whatever the case may be. And, uh, to find out and dig more into this guy's past, this guy has a history by way, this is by way of the Atlantic. Um, I'll scroll through some of the stuff because I was trying to figure out if this picture was what was getting this man in trouble, then what kind of square ass school is this? That <laughs> it's, a, it's a heavy Christian school, bro. It's, a, it's like going to BYU, which is an all Mormon school. You know what I'm saying? Where they can't drink soda. Uh, There's no sort of sold on campus and shit like that. It's crazy. Wow. The Mormons, yeah. they came from space. Oh, well, no. Only white people with blonde hair, blue eyes. That's what Mormons think. <laughs> came down from space. But anyway, it, reading, <laughs> taking, a, taking a page and reading ahead of this, uh, some of the things that this man was uh, in trouble for was besides being a, um, a man who uh, staunchly supports Trump, um, he, where I'm trying to find a piece of the article, but he, it was said that he he came out and said that when uh, when the, the 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 shooting, the mass shooting happened in uh in California, not too long ago, uh, was like a, well no a couple of years back, uh, he came out and said something to the effect of let's you know rallying his students to get gun registered and licensed and stuff because. We want to take care of these Muslims before they come through our doors. And I'm paraphrasing, but like, this is a part of this guy's trouble. This same person was caught on Twitter sharing pictures of people with wearing, holding masks with Klan figures in their robes and hoods on the masks. So this guy is a whole mess and I'm no Christian. Y'all know that. I don't really have a say so in his morality. He's a man. He's a man. He's a human being. He can speak and say what he wants. But to run a university like this ain't nah. It's a no go. Nah, man. Um, the shit. The shit is despicable, though. Like, if this is the reason why people fear church sometimes, man. Like, just in general. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like. Before I was working the jobs that I'm working now, had extensive years in customer service, man, and from from lower level to higher level, and some of the nastiest people I ever met, man, was was church people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, white or black. So to see stuff like this keep going on, it's like, man, who checks these people? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's who's in charge of getting these type of people out of representing? like representing religion and things of that nature. Like it's just, it's, it's sad, man. And then like, who takes a picture like that 
being a pastor, because I believe he's a pastor, no, taking over for, for his father or something like that, right? No, his, his, I'm sorry, his father's a pastor. He is okay. a lawyer. He's a lawyer. So, okay. but, but I see what your point still remains. Yeah, it's like, it's like, come on, dog. Like, and he married. Like, the chick in the picture wasn't even his wife. You know what I'm saying? She could be some young, some young whoever. Like that's it's, that's wild, man. It's like get him out of here, man. Get him out of here. <laughs> that was his wife's assistant. Yeah, according <laughs> to the story. According to the story, his wife is sitting. And then what's with him calling the 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 drink black water? Just say, just say, you gotta, <laughs> just say it. Say it like what Michael, like they said Michael Jackson said back in the day. This is Jesus juice. Just go ahead. Have at it. Not it. I'm like, get him out of here quick, man. (laughs) But Katara, you're the one practicing here. So you please go ahead at at this before Uh, we move on. This um well let me just say I didn't go to Liberty University. My friend went to Liberty University. I went to our Liberty University, also you can take classes online. So wherever you go. Okay. Um, I went to another to, to get my, my bachelor's uh, probably, I think it was 2014, something like that. I got my bachelor's from Mid-America Christian University. Very nice. Very, they prayed for me when I had to go into surgery and, and everything. And, and, and that's neither here nor there. But my thing is, this is the problem people are having. You, the whole point of having a resource like Liberty University or a church is for, well, one, because you're supposed to, you're supposed to, the heads, like that lawyer and his father, they're supposed to be a shepherd. And, and so you're, what are you doing? You're teaching, you're guiding your sheep. They're not doing that, number one. Uh, And and, and like Dan and me were talking before, it's, if this was a, just, first of all, if this was just about the picture and he didn't do anything else, none of that other stuff he did, uh, it, and the students got on him for that, I would have just been like laughing about it and agreeing with the students, but I wouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't have cared. The fact that in, in um, what I was telling Dan was there too, they had like their athletes First of all, their athletes put them on the spot, put them on the uh, map, okay? So black athletes put them on the map, number one. Number two, if they, 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 three of them, three or four of them that left and they told their story after they transferred was their gym, their, their workout place, because I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, was great. Um, everything else that was going on in Lynchburg, Virginia, let me just say the name of the city, um, everything else that was going on in there, they did not like, and, and they must have expressed it. Uh, one of the ladies, the, the, the woman, I think she was, either she was basketball or she was track. Mm, I think she was basketball. She was basketball. Uh, the student, she left after, after the blackface thing that Dan made up. Uh, not made up, excuse me, that Dan said, <laughs> he's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I didn't mean to say made up, but that what Dan said, the blackface thing and whatever else he did, she left after that. She transferred after that. That was the straw that broke the camel's back for her. 
there were two, two or three um, athletes went into like, either their summer. It was really, it was recent. So it was summer classes or whatever. And, and, and the professor said, uh, he said something, he was late coming in. He's like, well, it's not like I'm going to whip you or something like that. And he walked out of that classroom and so did another student. So that's the issue. And, and, and they left because their issues weren't getting addressed. And when you do that, those the board was probably looking at like, it's, you need to do something because now your star players just left the school. Now you're not getting funding like we talked about before. Now you're not going to get the funding for that. That's my problem with that school. You know, uh, the whole the thing, with obviously, what he said about the gun is as well. But um, that was my whole issue. And that's a mess. That's a mess. And you're go not only are you turning people off from Christianity, you're turning students that can give you money. You're turning students that can give you uh, a good example, um, period. And that's the problem. After he, and, and, and Dan, after he said that gun thing a few years ago, I was like, because I, I was looking to get my master's and I was, I, I'm, I think I was looking at Liberty, but not really. But once he said that, I'm like, uh -uh, I'm not going here. I'm not paying my money for that foolishness. So that's the problem that they're having. And you see these and, and mostly, but there's some black ones that do and do these white evangelical evangelicals are giving them a bad name, period. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think part of their problem, part of their problem is I'm picturing and in, in, in envisioning in my head, the school's fight song is "Run, nigga, run." That's <laughs> 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 what it sounds like. But nonetheless, man, yo, this dude is a whole fucking mess. He, yeah, good thing he's out now. Maybe he needs to stay out and not run no nothing else ever again. Just go be a member of your father's church and just let's leave it at that. But. <laughs> Yeah, get him out of here, man. Yeah, get him out, get him all the way the fuck out of here. But quick shout out before we transition to some football, real quick. Shout outs to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> shout outs to New Era in the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I just had to know that real quick because it was absolutely hilarious. They already pulled it off the stuff. I'm mad because I would have grabbed that off GP alone. <laughs> New Era made a typo error on the back of that hat. It did sell in some spots. Some people got it, so I'm gonna definitely <laughs> look, at for e look at that eBay for that one. The Denver Broncos hat. I gotta get that. But <laughs> but onto onto some football. We rock with TJ and JP on this for a minute, man. Um, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. They finally smartened up. They canceled their seasons. Now, as this article here from Politico says. Big Ten, Pac-12 cancels football seasons over coronavirus concerns. Now, JP, TJ, I think this, yes, coronavirus has something to do with this. Excuse me, but I think, I think a lot of them, a lot of this with them two closing their doors right now is because of the pressure that those athletes are putting on their, on those uh, organizations. Because the, hold on, and, and because yeah. I, I learned that the Big Ten, a lot of players 
a lot of players came up with heart issues. And the Pac-12, yeah. last week we went over what the Pac-12 players, uh, players union was requesting. So, you was going to say something, JP, you go next. Well, it's not over concerns. It's over getting the asses sued and somebody owning the college besides them. So it's definitely a money thing. Nobody wants to lose that type of money that way. Because if one or two kids get it and they're star athletes that are driving that program and driving the boosters' money, the sponsorships' money, everybody's money with jerseys and all of this, if something happens to a star player where they get COVID or they get or they get complications from it, and God forbid one of these kids dies, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for the NCAA period because they didn't step in and do anything themselves. So you want to talk about a major lawsuit? Not only is the university getting sued, not only is the NCAA getting sued, heads are rolling, Congress is going to be involved. It's going to be a mess. It will be a train wreck all over greed and not and, and people risking the lives of kids just because they want their ego stroke. So it's not over concerns. Let's be real about it. It's over getting sued and destroying the NCAA and everything it stands for, which is putting the student first, which they weren't thinking about until just recently by canceling these seasons. Now I was listening to, I forgot what show earlier today, and they were talking about how they missed out on uh, the college basketball season in the final four and how much money they lost. Best believe they're working out something right now to bubble all those teams, put them together because they cannot afford to miss out on that type of money again with TV contracts and, and such that these schools are getting and to pay these coaches millions of dollars. These coaches are getting paid some of them like professional uh, sports coaches in the NBA and in the NFL as well, especially the top teams. So uh, for them to say it was a concern or they're looking out for the kids' health, health is bullshit. It's pure bullshit. It's a money grab. And they were like, whoa, whoa, let's think about this. If, if a kid does die and it happens to be the number one or number two pick because we wanted to let the season go on. And, you know, these are college kids. They're not going to... They're going to be out. They're going to be in public places. They're not going to wear masks. They're going to get drunk. Something stupid is going to happen. And one of these kids are going to get sick. JP. And then that's going to shut it down for the whole team. JP? Uh, I agree with everything what EJ said. Um, I, mean, what, I mean, you know, this whole thing, you know, this, first off, this whole thing, should have been settled. They've had four or five months of getting their act together with this. Then you wait to the last exactly. minute and all of a sudden say, oh, we're, just, we're going to cancel season. Like he said, when a kid dies, if, if God forbid a kid dies from this, it's all kinds of laws. It's going to, it's going to be crazy. All because you make a dollar off these kids. Man, forget stuff. People's lives are at stake. Excuse me. People's lives are at stake. And um, no, they should play in a ball, period. 
they shouldn't. If you if you go if you're good at play a ball, run out run out area, hotels or whatever, you should have played it in the bubble, practice the bubble, practice in in in, in a certain area. But that's not take place though. Just can't stand season. Wait till the springtime, I guess, whatever they're trying to do, or be honest with you, wait till the next fall. But but um, I agree with Urban Meyer said on ESN Radio. He said, "How you have a kid ready football in the spring, then get him ready again in the fall? That's much football. They cannot do that. So you might have to just cancel this this season. Period. Just say it's all right. It could be done. also. Go ahead. Go ahead. Also. Also, you have pro players opting out, and these people are getting paid like big money. And these kids right. ain't getting any money. These kids are not getting a penny for putting their uh, bodies out here every week. So, I mean, right. to, to ask these kids to do something that a paid professional is not going to do is ridiculous. There you go. The hypocrisy is ridiculous. There you go. And one of the things I wanted to mention off top of that too is like again, President Dump today he was in in his in his press conference about the state of the coronavirus in America. He's talking about these kids want to play football, let them play, and he's praising Trevor Lawrence up and down because he came out publicly and said he wants to play. So you're gonna get these places like the SEC, which. I love the SEC. My LSU Tigers just won the national championship. But even I think that they should they should step down and at least till the spring, you play a short eight-game season in your thing in the spring. These doctors, we I keep repeating it. When this thing all launched and, and made major, major waves in this country, the doctors in this country, the professionals, the ones that examine and test and do this type of thing said nothing is really going to come out of this for 18 to 12, 12 to 18 months, whether it's vaccine, medicine, whatever. They said 18 to 12 months. Why? And it's, it's so hard for these people to respect it. Why? Because of money. And that's it. It's all it is. Money and ego. Money and ego. Perfect words, JP. Money and ego is it the perfect way to segue into our last topic before we get into the homie Crazy Ate the Great's new album. We got to talk about this year because we are hip-hop. We got to get into this double standard. Everybody, well, for the most part, most people, I personally just watched this video today. Wow. <laughs> this <laughs> this thing set off a firestorm throughout the whole internet. Um, it it just I it went crazy, and for obvious reasons. <laughs> obvious reasons. These are two fine women who are you know they are at the tops of the rap game. Whether you look at them as top MCs or not, they they they're projected at the top of the rap game right now. And the video, the video, forget the whole sexualization of everything. That was nice and all that, this, that, and this stuff. As a person who does visual and has done visuals, the visuals on this video is amazing. If you agree, the, the video was a beautifully shot, 
well edited, like just it was a dope video visually. Had ass shaking and, and all that other stuff in as a as a bonus, but I wasn't really I honestly and I 100 honest didn't look at it for that. One I looked at it because it was you know I don't normally do it, but it's the hot shit right now to check out. But when I seen the pictures and stuff in the colors of the video, I was just like, actually, I seen more of the spoof shit first before I saw the video. <laughs> and even in the spoof stuff, it looked great. And the video, but the video itself as a whole just looked, it looks great. But we got to get into the double standards of, of things on how all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's upstanding hip hop. And I'm calling y'all fans because I don't think y'all root truly live in. You mean you mean the church people, Dan? The people that go to church. <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, up in arms about this video, this video, and I think it's only because they just don't like them them artists. Those aren't our, and it it goes back to our era of the '90s when. Guess what? We had Little Kim and we had Foxy and all the other women that were trying to make, well, trying to be mainstream video, you know, shiny suit era women was all following the coattails of the Little Kim and the Foxies and the over-sexualizations and things like that, where a lot of, and I would say fellow, and I hate this term, but real hip hop heads are the same people arguing now where they're like, but why are we looking at them? Why are we not celebrating a Rhapsody right now? Why are we not celebrating a Jean Grey or, or, or somebody like that or a star? Some, somebody, people like them. Why are they not getting the shine? But these two are. Well, yeah, we went through this already in our era in the 90s. And us same people, not, and not me, me and me, but us same people of the era that are complaining about them didn't say shit like this when we was looking at little Kim didn't say well we did say a lot of people did say stuff because a lot of people was like that's dope but now nah, I'm still down here with the Jean Grays and the in the in the Queen Latifas and the yo-yos and the Lady of Rages and, and people like that we, we we had our moments with just like this too but when you go back and listen to some of these newer artists and like I mentioned, you bring up the, oh, how come we're not bringing up a rap city instead of her, instead of them? Who did put up a, put out a great video last year, Ipti Hajj, who paid tribute to black women as a whole. Great video that should have catapulted her to Grammys. Right. If you really, really love her like that, you should have catapulted her to Grammys, even though as we say, who gives a fuck about a goddamn Grammy? But still, if you want to keep pushing that, you keep pushing that, and you keep you keep them up. You keep their sales and spins and stuff up. If you don't want to see stuff like this, it was as easy as not clicking play on the damn video. If you don't like this shit, okay? But the double standard of us men could vilify. I hate this one too, but you remember, oh, all they say in rap is they call them bitches and hoes. And I had to say it just for the purposes of the conversation, though I don't even believe in that rhetoric either. 
we gonna sit back and forget our era and scrutinize these women just because you don't like them. Meanwhile, the same artist that's what I was trying to say was the same artist that you would rather big up actually love these women like this. Go listen to a Rhapsody interview and she'll talk about how she loves Meg and Cardi and all of them people. So fuck y'all for hating on this shit. Hey, you the rapper on the show. My thing is like, I was more shocked by the man hate for the video. It's like, did you not watch this video? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, at the end of the day, like, what's wrong with you? Like, I love women. That video was awesome because I love women, but I also love creativity. Um, and the visuals were creative. Colors were creative. Um, I seen a meme that was like, it had uh, placed Drake inside, like one of them Drake memes. And it was like, this is me walking through the WAP house and shit. I was like, I want to walk through the WAP house. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it was cool. And then like, you got to understand that like, everything has a target, everything has a demo. And these ain't the women that's supposed to be the role models for your kids. They didn't make this for your, 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 your eight-year-old daughter. Thank they you. made it for the women that's like them. They made it for the strip club. They made it for the place where this is applicable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just to, I don't know, man, just to see. And then, I don't know if you've seen all of, they're bringing up some old song from the, from like the, the 30s or something, like a black a black lady from the 30s or whatever has some songs, yeah. lyrics or something like that. I've seen that going around and it's like, even then, so what? Like, if it ain't for you, don't listen to it, but don't trash like it's too many of us male misogynistic rappers and all that shit like that that's that's out here saying all kind of off the wall stuff that chicks one know the songs word for word so they shouldn't even be hating on somebody that looks like them talking about the same type of stuff and dudes definitely shouldn't do that because come on dog you look weak like trying to tear down some women for doing some player shit like the shit that you should be doing so either you offended because you can't get that type of woman or whatever the case may be, like I don't see I don't see where all the negativity is coming from. And actually in in if you want to talk about context, like I they not even that explicit compared to some stuff I heard Lil' Kim say back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's tame now, it's 2020. What has not been done in a in a sexual manner that ain't been publicized? Get over it. That's how I feel about it. You're mute. Um, you're mute, Dan, but, um, oh, you're showing. Oh, okay. I got something between my legs. I'll make a dead man come out. <laughs> <laughs> It's wild. The fact they threw the parental advisory sticker on the art cover is wild. Yo. And all that. And it's just shave, called Shave Them Dry. This song is <laughs> this song is old. So if you want to talk, Katara, you want to talk about women that have been not afraid to express their sexuality mm. things like that like I was looking for more recent like 70s and 80s women I forgot some of the names but like again like this has been a part of 
musical history that there's always been women this way. So why all of a sudden now, now, because maybe plastic body, body parts are a thing, uh, why do these guys feel threatened? Um, it, it goes back to just the double standard, just the, if, if, if we talk about it, it's, it's, it's considered trashy, but if they talk about it, it's fine. That's all that is. That's a double standard going on. Um, I saw parts of the video. I still haven't seen the full video yet, just because I've, I've been busy other things. I, I, I don't, that's them. I don't have an issue with that because that's them. Um, I don't, you know, what, what I, I, that's something that I'm not paying attention to right now because I'm, I'm just doing other stuff. That's where they are. That's who they are, uh, period. Uh, Megan, her, what's she doing, you know? And, and, and that's them. If, that's, if they feel comfortable doing that, who cares? Um, and and none of them, not even Little Kim or anything, can hold a candle to what Madonna did when we were growing up. Oh, uh, if you haven't seen her book, <laughs> well, don't just don't just don't. But it's nothing. <laughs> There's just nothing that what I saw. What I saw in the video has it, that is right now. They they look like angels right now. That's why when, I, yeah, compared to what Madonna did, come on now, there should not be any complaining or whatever. You know, they're going to do that. You know, they're going to do it for the wow factor. You, you sit in there getting upset. And while these, and these men, some of these men, well, but the men that are getting upset and keep talking about it right now, their marketing is off. Their marketing and promoting thing, they don't even have to promote it at this point because too many people keep talking about it. You know, it's all over that. You got your boy, Ben Shapiro, talking about it and just made, embarrassed himself on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that tweet and then the doctor came in. Guys, just, if it's not for you, move on. Don't play it with your little ones around, duh. Okay, just move on, guys, come on. Please, come on. We had women like this. Long caresses torture deep inside to the edge of ecstasy. Come on, slow tongue, Billy Jackson, JP. Man, look, this is grown folks' business right here. That's the bottom line. I mean, people are. Why are people upset? I mean, you have Betty Davis, you have Billy Jackson. Now and then, you have Marvin Gaye on the I Wish You Out. Forget the name of the song. It's about getting head and actually talking about it. Excuse me for the, for, for the audience out there who fed it. We was like, I want some head. And I'm like, yeah, come on. Stop it. And CJ, I mean, niggas wasn't offended when they was hearing pun smashing in the, in the skits. Yo, listen. Yeah. Yeah. This is the same dudes that had no problem with Akinelli's put it in your mouth. Put it in your no mouth. Problem with Kuji raps talk like sex. Right. Had no problem with Biggie and R. Kelly's I'm fucking you tonight. Nope. None of that. 
None of it. Hey, hey, T. They were all. They had no punch. Well, Luke, Luke getting on his stage. They oh. had no problems with it. So, I mean, it's like for for the for for them to be like, oh, why are they talking like this? Why are they talking like that? You got mad hip hop songs of dudes talking about defiling, violating women nine different ways a Sunday, but that's okay. Y'all didn't make a uproar yep. about that. Like you said, even Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing, you it, the song is called Sexual Healing. <laughs> sexual Healing? It's a classic. Come Sanctify on. ladies. Some girl fuck, some care. Some girl some, some don't care. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. And let's think back to older, so we can move on after this. Millie Jackson, once again, dudes didn't have no problem with this. And I'm not playing the audio because it's not the song. But nobody had a problem with her walking <laughs> through the audience grabbing packages. Like, <laughs> like, really? Like, so it's like, yo, it's like all, all I want to say to put a cap on this is re- revisionist history is a motherfucker. True that. Revisionist that. history is a motherfucker. Because you selectively want to remember this, you want to remember that, you want to remember so much stuff outside of this that's going on now. Simply because you just don't like those two women and all of a sudden they are representing this, that, and the third, like mentioned, oh, what about our kids? What about this, that, and the third? If it's about your kids, yes, stop it. If it's about your kids, what about- Why are they watching it? Why are they watching it? Why are you allowing them to watch it in the first place? Exactly. What about what about you being a good parent and keeping stuff like that away? Yep. It's, it's as simple as Charles Barkley said it best. I am not a role model. And in in it's been for the past 30 years, 40 years, the idolization of these celebrities and stars and stuff is forced role model status on people who shouldn't deserve it. Right. Done nothing to earn it. And it it's just it's puzzling to me. It's all excuse me, y'all. It's all good for entertainment. It's good entertainment. But just remember that it's fucking entertainment. Entertainment. You're not supposed to be living by that. You're not supposed to be living by that, man. But you can walk through these streets though. You, you can remember in, in some ways, it's still okay to walk around like the big man on campus. <laughs> Look, let me get straight into it. I ain't gotta stand brave and let them do it. On fire like a page with my pen to it. Got my chest broken like a sailor with the wind through it. I'm the man, but you gotta understand now. The bitch confidence took a long damn time. I could be the king, so respect I demand mine. Call me Johnny Cash, the way I'm walking the grand line. Tracy navigating out of maps, red team, cooking geese, kicking rhymes with the black leg, coming full of beef, but the feet on a fast spread with that spread, just stating what the facts is. I would never live in pain because I know more. Give a fuck if you're an emperor warlord. Don't lie, let me talk my shit. Only bad motherfuckers can talk like this, yeah. yeah. Big man, 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 big man,
That was just a snippet. Big man on campus from the homie Crazy Eight the Great, who's been the great guest tonight on the show. Uh, this is from the EP, not even the album, the reanimated, the animated. What was your inspirations for for what you put into this album? Now I I, I dove into it. Um, I had to share with uh, my folks here. So we're all on page and understanding what you're doing and how you do. Um, this album, eight tracks. My opinion, it's a banger. Thank you. There, Thank you. there honestly isn't one bad track on this thing. Um, so, so with, with that being said, just leading into it. Um, first, first, before we get into some of the questions, please let everybody know. You're going to let them know now, but you're going to let them know at the end. Where can they go grab this EP at right now? Um, the animated EP is available on all major streaming platforms, rather Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Amazon, um, Pandora, <laughs> all, all sorts. Of, I even threw it up on SoundCloud because, you know, like before I was really putting out music professionally, that's where I used to do things. So just to not forget where I came from, I put the album up on there for my, uh, my fans over there. And um, so on Bandcamp, if you want to support through Bandcamp, whichever way you stream music, you can find the album, man. Dope, 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 man. So the song Big Man on Campus, we're not going to play. I'm going to play pieces of joints and a couple of joints that you said okay to and playing in full. But this song here, Big Man on Campus, it, 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 it is in the middle of the story that this EP tells. Right. What was the influence in, in perspective in writing this track? Um, Big Man on Campus, of course, comes after a song called Never Back Down. And um, Big Man on Campus is me stepping into confidence after surviving bullying and, and finally facing my fears, facing things that made me afraid, facing people that made me afraid, um, and really just stepping into my own. Um, and I needed you to feel that, you know what I'm saying? Um, it samples uh, it samples the theme music from an uh, anime called One Piece, and uh, the horns, man. Like when you watch the show, they're usually doing some big feat, or they pulling a heist, or they doing something that requires a big balls to do so. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and so when we sampled it, when I had my best friend sample it, it was perfect to be placed that way to like right after you defeat your bully you feel like you know you're invincible now you know what i mean so that was me reclaiming my my confidence throughout the um the, the storyline of the album dope dope now we 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 definitely jumped too far ahead but i'm gonna go to the first track because this shit was like as soon as i heard this play i was like oh shit i might be in for something <laughs> I'm going to go to the first track Motivation Through Pain We're going to let this one rock out It's open and it's cold as fuck too Instead of letting you kill him, you're going to start to kill the king. This world shall 
inspiration through. Raised though, when my pen and page though, I'm not the same need you while you train me. So I've been in sage mode. My silence is rooted up for years. I was feeling with hidden rain, so strong deep in puddles, cause the streets is flooded. No, when there's a trouble, you I struggle through everything that I've known. So many losses, I couldn't get a W. If a nigga had a shadow clone, now that I'm on a realizing a subtle truth, no excuse. Reality is what I'll own. Be shattering just so I can crumble you like a motherfucking fragile bone, nigga. Now it's all. It's about time that you notice me. You know it's me, unique. I'm so uncommon. Here's a trick chucker hitting his peak. Sometimes I ain't even gotta think or even know I'm rhyming. My flow is unlike anything that you use to us. I can use this jutsu to slow the timing, or I can speed it up just to heat it up. Further when rappers get ate like a bowl of ramen. Better leave me alone, I'm in my zone. I told you niggas know which blows you think I won't. You hoping that I don't I'm hoping with the smoke, you know this ain't a joke. I hope you niggas choke. So my photos remotely controlling my pen and my notes. So heroic, I throw the feeling is building the slow. My emotions are closer to seeing and feeling some hope. Cause the culture's exposure to vultures is killing the soul. So many stories I could write a book. So many lessons learned out of school. Man, it's like God had an almighty push. To a hip-hop's universal pool. Niggas been down and out, so you whine and pout, and you quit, nigga, I don't get that. They tried to sway me with the five fingers of death, so I took the six pack. Show enough, I'm the baddest, the meanest, and Leroy Green never go like this, eh? But I gotta be a scholar, cause if you ain't mastering your dollars, then it don't make sense. Eh? On this mic, I'm an animal with blood, unless I'm hungry, I told you, this rage ain't new to me. Nothing they can do to me, wanna unleash that beast, follow me, cause I got the ginchuda. Key, 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 key. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like in that joint there, besides the beat was just it was just cold. The intro was was dope though. Again, I didn't understand it, but it was what it is. I'm gonna learn Japanese. <laughs> but Naruto, you've hit yeah. so many flows. You've hit so many flows in that just one track alone. That that alone, you know, when you're trying to grab a new audience, when you're trying to grab anybody to listen. It's always that first impact that's supposed to hit. Generally, they say within the first 10 to 30 seconds, you can kind of get it. In the ten, first 10 to 30 seconds of this, you didn't even start spitting yet. But when you do, it's like, and you hit, you hit at least four or five different flows in that song alone. You grab my ear. I, you, I'm sure you've grabbed everybody's ear so far. So with that being said, I mean, Rapping, start us off from your beginnings with rapping and where what what got you into rapping? I like I wanted to draw cartoons. Like I didn't even want to rap. Like that wasn't even my first my first thing. Like um I mean I started started genuinely like listening to hip hop around like eight or nine, maybe seven or eight, something like that. And uh that's actually when um my cousin brought uh what was that, Chronic 2001? I think that was the first time I heard Eminem rap. And uh, I've been a fan of Eminem since I was like eight, right? So um, just listening to, you know, different things that my cousin would bring through, Jay-Z, <coughs> State Property, different little, you know, different little things like that, Ludacris and a couple other people. Um, I don't know, I started getting like, you know, like a knack for it. So I was already like an honors writer in school. So 
to hear him like tell these stories and rhyme words the way that he rhyme words, like it kind of really, it really stuck with me. Um, and I wanted to kind of do that, but I was, I wasn't confident enough to do so or whatever. So it wasn't until like, I'm going to say my freshman year of high school, I met a dude who like outwardly just said he was a rapper. Like, and at that time, you don't know nobody who's a rapper, like for real, um, outside of like people you listen to on the radio. So we, got together and he got me like writing rhymes or whatever. So we would like rap to instrumentals and stuff that we would find. And I never like recorded or spit nothing out loud. We just used to always write rhymes. And we had other classmates like reading our rhymes as if they was listening to a mixtape. Like that was, it was kind of dope. But then he like, he moved away. In 10th grade, I met a guy named Dre. And um, which is ironic because my favorite rapper is him. But um, I met a dude named Dre who also rapped. And he was writing a song in our our biology class. And he, uh, I saw him, I was like, yo, what you doing? And he like, yo, I'm writing a song. I was like, oh, I do that too. And I'm like the nerdiest kid in, in school. <laughs> so he's looking at me like, you don't rap. And I was like, no, I do that. So I'll pull this big Spider-Man folder full of rhymes out. And I told him like, yo, I told you I do that too. So I had this hustle where I used to, um, type people's reports and, and stuff to make money and stuff like that in school or whatever. So I typed one of his reports in exchange for a new M album. He came through and I ended up having like some um, some instrumentals we could play. So he asked, could we freestyle? And I was like, all right. So we get to freestyle and we get to rapping and he like, yo, you, you rap better than me. So, you know, I'm thinking he's just trying to bump, like pump me up or whatever. But he then invited me to join his rap group in 10th grade and like kind of the rest is history from there. Dope, 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 dope. So you said you actually, instead, you wanted to be an artist. Yeah. In what style and what vein of art did you want to journey down? Oh, um, man, I was always like, well, Batman's my favorite, my favorite comic book, you know what I'm saying, superhero. Um, so I always wanted to, like, either be the guy that, that drew comics or drew Batman or would be the guy that, that made your Saturday morning cartoons like that was me. And then I thought I caught winter Dragon Ball Z around the same time, like when I was about eight or so. And um, I don't know, I was so enamored by that. At that time, I didn't even know it was called anime at that point. Yeah, um, it was Japanese animation back then. Yeah, it was it was Japanimation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I didn't even know what it was called. All I know is I wanted to work for Funimation and be the guy that, that, that drew Goku every day. And that's what I wanted to do. So I drew that in that kind of that style, that vein or whatever. I even tried to create original characters with the same like character models and, and muscle definitions and shit like that or whatever. And then by the time I got to 11th grade, I was already dabbling in rap, but I still held on to my first love, which was drawing. And I entered the art contest and I put like everything I had into this arts contest for this. Uh, I forgot what the the theme was or whatever, but I went for it and it didn't place, it didn't do anything, right? So I was like, I felt kind of defeated because I gave this thing like my everything. My first love, I gave it everything I had, it didn't do shit. So I was like, maybe they just don't get what I'm trying to say, right? So I converted all the rest of that love and passion that I had for drawing pictures into painting pictures with words. Cause I felt like in school, like, I don't know, like I said, I was I was an honors writer. Like, teachers loved the way I, I put words together and how I told stories or how I did essays and things like that. So I was like, all right, well, maybe this is actually my calling. I still love to draw from time to time, but maybe this is my calling or whatever. So I stuck with it, and, and now we're here. 
the the artwork. So with with the artwork, so you did the artwork for the album cover. And I wish I could take credit for that. Man. I wish I could take credit. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't even do my guy like that, man. Um, so I, I work with a guy named James Gage out of Southern Ohio. Um, real good friend of mine. We've been working together since 2014. Um, he wants to be a manga artist, like one of the black one of the first premier black manga artists. Um, and he's fantastic at what he does. And we just, I had these ideas and I'm real thorough with my descriptions of things. And I started telling them how this album was a story about me and how, what would my life look and sound like if it were an anime, right? And so we started putting that concept together and I was like, but we're inside my mind pretty much showing you, you know what I'm saying, a story of my life. So I was like, I want to be standing on my thoughts. And basically the, the smiley face logo that he's standing on, that's my actual like company logo, um, which stands for the most popular lane, which also doubles as my, um, my anti-bullying campaign I started in 2011. Um, so with the brain exposed, that's me standing on everything that I am, everything that, that encompasses who I am as an artist, who I am as a person. And um, we came up with this masterpiece. Nice, nice, man. So when it comes to the art, when it comes to the rhymes, like it, in, in a way from the lyrics on this album, I can tell that your influence of anime and, and art and stuff intertwines with your lyrical content and, and, and everything you talk about in the tracks. So when, when you are crafting up your rhymes, are you envisioning like say if instead of just writing rhymes, like does your rhymes kind of resemble maybe what you could draw out on paper also? Facts. And also like, because like we can't, I can't like really show you because of like how COVID is, but like I'm a performance artist. So when I write music, I think of the stage show. I think of how the lighting is going to be. I think about how um, the mood of the room is. I think about atmosphere and, and, and crowd interaction and different things like that when I'm crafting songs. And to be as vivid as I can be, that's where being an artist first as far as like drawing pictures and stuff come through because I'm able to pay attention to detail in certain ways that um, I really feel like drawing helps me with, you know what I'm saying? So and putting that together with being a, a really good writer, um, it just, I don't know, it just, it just messes. And sometimes it's like, I don't even have to think about it. Nine times out of 10, like I'm really just writing down on paper what I'm looking at or what I'm envisioning in my mind. And it like these songs come out, like the, the parallels that I have to anime references and things like that or whatever, I don't really put a whole lot of thought in how they happen. Sometimes I finish a song and like read it back and be like, damn, I didn't even realize I did this. Like sometimes it just, it's on the page. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's so authentic, it's just on the page. And I'm just, I'm grateful for how my brain works. Nice, dope, dope. Now I'm gonna get into this joint cause you mentioned it before, never back down because it, it, it kind of goes into what you mentioned on the uh, anti-bullying and bullying situation. Right. We're gonna play a little bit of this and we're gonna talk about that. 
This is a can remember. Been a little nerd, dude, with a temper. No distract like Stark when you're getting hurt. Better not touch him or you're getting burned. Getting out, think about it. If it ain't always sticking out, I'm getting jumped. Couldn't run, had to stick it out. Stop the mud hole in him, had to dig him out. Such is the definition when I dig him out. See the funny thing about getting picked on. Even though you know that it's wrong, it's gone. Keep it up in MT till you get strong. Enough to bite back around with the big dog. It's a pack man and that's 100. It ain't about the people, how you come back from it. When I come back from it, I'ma come back running really pissed off this wall. Got back gunning. The time is now, I'm tired of acting. Like I'm powerless and able to defend myself and paralyze from cowardice. Noted, I can take a punch. I'm hungry. I devour this. I'm not scared to take it ill. I'm making through what God exists. God is my witness. I witness. I will never miss. I will not give up. I'll get up. I will show the strength. Come and get your boys. Need an army just to take me down. Cause even if my bones are broken, you can never break me down. Nowhere to run and there's no one else to call now. Just keep it calm and remember who you are. You're standing tall and respecting you to fall down. It's what you do when you're back against the wall. I'm not to fight. Never, 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 I ain't giving them all because they got to go to your thing. <laughs> but thinking about this song and talking about fight and never back down and the anti-bullying and things like that. You, it, it just literally hit me now and made me flash back to when I was younger. And just a brief on me, like, we didn't call it this when I, in the 80s, when I was in school. It wasn't, we was getting, you got picked on. It was never bullied. I was generally the one of the bigger kids, always the bigger, taller kids in class. Okay. But in a way, I was semi-soft, not this kind of but you know what i mean but uh, <laughs> i i i used to be able to easily get picked on because in my head i was always afraid of getting in trouble and that was my so it, it got to a point where i got into a fight a series me and a friend a friend of mine like, this is my brother man but we got into a series of three fights i won two out of the three then it took in junior high school i got into a fight with another friend of mine who's a good friend of mine still to this day and I dominated him to make me understand, nah, nobody can 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 really fuck with me ever again. And ever since that, I've never lost a fight in life if I had one since then. But it goes to the being picked on, being bullied, and, and remembering like being afraid to walk up to the blackboard because I was the kid with the big butt. Or I was the fat kid, perceived at the time as the fat kid, though I wasn't that fat for my size. And and so I understand, and this is relatable because of the, you know what, you're going to come to me, I'm not going to back down. And so I don't want you to back down from this question. What went into the process of writing this song and, and your journey as you explained it through bullying? Um. Man, bullying started for me way in the second grade. Like, second grade was the first time I ever almost lost my life to bullying. Um, mm. So, um, these two bullies that I, that I, that were like terrorizing me that school year um, actually coerced my best friend at the time to almost stab me to death mm. um, because he was uh, he was afraid of them picking on him. So instead of him teaming up with me to fight them, he, he he switched sides and um yeah uh, <laughs> i actually watched them sharpen the pencil too like the crazy part was 
like back in second grade, like they used to, you know, line us up, take us all to the bathroom at the same time and shit like that. And me and him, we was like class clowns and shit. So we was always at the end of the line. So on the way back, you know, um, on the way back, we get to the class this time, like the teacher, the teachers, hey, they go in the room. They never do that. They never go in the room first and leave the kids unsupervised until they, you know, they, they get all in the class. But for whatever reason, they went in and me and my goofy ass best friend at the back clowning as usual. And I was wondering why he had this pencil with him before we left. And like, as we was getting ready to go in the room, he made like a hard stop to the point like where like you like bump into somebody when they stop like abruptly. And I'm like, dude, what's your problem? And he turned around because like he had this really big smile, these big eyes, his big smile. Usually it's like the, the sign you about to have a good day. He turns around with this same smile and just start jabbing me with the pencil. And like, you in shock because like who stabbed somebody while smiling like it was the most like probably most sinister shit i probably ever like experienced in life but um so yeah he, he got me all up in here or whatever and um i bled a lot too like you know what i'm saying like it was it was a crazy situation but that was kind of like my my scare one of my scariest moments early on in life and from then on, like, that's where that chip on that shoulder, that kind of that paranoia, that I guess my first time encountering betrayal, but on the behalf of, of bullying and shit. So as I went on through school, the more I got bullied, the more my confidence started to leave. Like people started taking my power away from me. I was, I was in a, a really bad place by the time I got to like 11th grade high school um, to where like I was paranoid. I ain't like large groups of people I just you know what I'm saying I was uh it was it was bad but music man when I um I started writing and doing music or whatever it started giving me that that confidence um and then I started talking to other kids about it and then in my career I started my own anti-bullying campaign and I started the more I started talking the more crowd crowds of people would come and want to hear what I had to say and the one thing I could always like never kind of relate to some of these kids is the the want to like commit suicide or take my own life. Um, I guess I was too stubborn to die that way. And like, I don't know, I guess I wanted to like show people like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't end me like that. Like, you know what I mean? So when I was writing this song, it just kind of put me in my mind to that, that one thing that kind of kept me alive a lot of, through a lot of the, the, the traumas and a lot of the, the ass whoopings and being jumped and being chased around and being chased through the schoolhouse and and being picked on or having your shoes stolen or your, your clothes thrown in the toilet and just like a lot of shit that I went through, like you could never put me in a place to where I would just would give up or just quit. Like, I don't care how, you know what I'm saying, how teary eyed, bloody or beaten I was, like you just you can't break me down. And that, that song came to life from those life experiences. Wow. Mm. Wow, and then you you took me back to other places in life where I was because you mentioned the fucked up situation of your your friend at the time willing to do this against some other kids, and you reminded me of how in the fourth grade, defending a friend of mine that was being bullied by somebody else, I almost took somebody's life by a punch to the solar plexus in uh. my. I had to explain to me, I almost killed the kid 
because he was a good maybe four minutes of <laughs> like trying to breathe. And but but I wasn't it was in the opposite end of defending somebody from a right. and you know I, I couldn't even imagine being in that kind of in your place and I salute you for still being here because it's it's mm-hmm. crazy. I was almost took out of here a couple times, man. Like I like I'm supposed to be here, man. You know what I mean? Like and and while I'm here and I'm able to do so and I'm um I got this disability with this pen, I'm gonna use it to empower people that was like me that don't, you know what I'm saying, necessarily have that voice or or feel like they got that power. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, if they can see me survive it, I hope they can be like, yo, well, I guess I can survive it too. Or it's a little more, you know what I'm saying, a little more helpful. That's all I want to do. Absolutely, man. And and I want to open the floor to the rest of my partners for, for questions for you before we get into another song. But in that effort there, I'm sure I'm not trying to speak for everybody or on the rest of my teammates on the Star Five, but if there's something more that we can add to to your campaign, let us know and you know whether we could record little shorts for you or something or something I could put up on the website for you okay. or throw you under the sponsors thing or on whatever we could do to help that kind of movement out because like shout outs to Boogie in the comments like she's she's she even mentioned like yo this is relatable this is relatable and and you've heard my stories on how relatable a joint like this is especially hearing your stories like this is relatable a lot of us whether you knew whether we know or not have been through something like this we all overcome these types of situations differently like i said for the most for most of us we're way i was able to tell by your rap influences we are way older than you. We right. were, <laughs> was already in the clubs and in the in the lab back then right. when you were just coming up on Dre and, and Eminem and shit. And oh and salute to you for being a black person not being afraid to say you're influenced by Eminem because a lot of black cats right right nowadays been shitting on Eminem like he's man. some no. I can't tolerate the slander man. <laughs> I can't <laughs> And, and also, too, in the comments, Boogie's had mentioned, well, however she could see your art, because she would love to see some of your artwork if you have. We'll okay. shout out at the end of the show. But Katara, TJ, JP, anybody who, who want to add on to some questions? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, th- I think everybody has experienced bullying at least at some point in their life. And um, right. a crazy story was there was this kid when I was growing up in the eighth grade. He was a terror, and he bullied one kid. He pushed one kid too far, and the kid came back with his father's shotgun and killed him. It was just wow. like, yeah. yeah. And this was like in like '88, so like we were like bugging because we never heard of nothing like that. You know what I'm right. saying? So, so like, we knew the kid was bad, but you know we never thought to take it to that level. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it all goes how how far you can push a person. And yeah, that's great that you can pull from what your your experience is to to make a story like that and put it on wax. You know what I'm saying? That's thank you. That's that's you've come. Yeah, that means shows that your your growth and how you matured and you've come a long way. Like you can put your pain on on a track. That's that's you being the realest you could possibly be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't I don't know. Was that difficult to write for you? At the um, time, or 
No, at this at this point, um, it makes me feel so much better to be able to do so. Um, like I was always typically a more angry person, um, chip on my shoulder, like just just angry because I felt powerless. That makes you frustrated over time. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to create music to where nobody can tell me no when I write this. Nobody can tell me I'm inferior. Or nobody can tell me I'm weak when I write these thoughts out, when I put this song out, when I put this song together. Um, these days, it's more of a victory every time I do it. Um, and then the potential to um, to potentially reach somebody like, you know what I'm saying, like the person in the comments, um, to be relatable or something like that. It's always a win. It's always a victory, man. Small victories. Every Everything that I've done in accomplishment is another small victory to the bigger goal of just being a beacon of hope for people. So, like, honestly, it's not hard at all. Now, Katara, you you, you was calling out all the anime stuff and all that, and you being uh, the probably the biggest resident anime head. <laughs> I've added with, with some questions for him in that lane, if you'd like. <laughs> um yeah i do have a quite yeah when i first when i read the uh read oh lord when i listened to your first track it was the, the second the music came on i'm like i said did um this intro to uh um anime and why is this not an intro to an anime so when i first listened to that and then all the naruto i i, I knew um so i i think i introduced my son to naruto so it was like I, I when I recognized all the terms, I'm like, yeah, I listen to Naruto a little. I mean, I watch Naruto a little too much if I'm knowing all of it, you know. But that was what was and Dan asked partly this already. Uh, um, and then I have another question for you. But how did you? Uh, what what was your deciding factor because i know you like anime but what was your deciding factor in putting that in putting those references in um it started actually like it started like a, a few years ago um like i didn't know i was considered what they would say nerdcore hip-hop now like that's another subgenre. i didn't know that that existed not too long ago um, and then when I did hear about it, I didn't think I qualified because I'm still just root, deeply rooted in just regular hip hop, you know what I'm saying? So over time, I would be the only dude at the at the, the hip hop show or the, um, the showcase and superhero tees and, you know what I'm saying, things like that. And then I would eventually start incorporating that into, into the lyrics. And I just thought it just, you know, it was cool to rap about some stuff that I just love, you know what I'm saying, at the, at the end of the day. But the more um the more i got into anime the more i can start pulling like parallels from some of these stories to my actual life and it made more sense to do it that way because they gave me that uniqueness that um a lot of my peers didn't have and in cleveland everybody raps everybody so how does this this little nerdy kid you know stand out with all these dudes that's wave riding and, and doing what they think is hot and, and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, I'm gonna hop on stage. I'm gonna wear a cape. I'm gonna rap about this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And um, it just started to make sense. Then I put out a song called Ultra Instinct. And I just did that as a fan of Dragon Ball. Um, it was going away. And I was like, damn, man, we just got Dragon Ball back. It's about to go away. 
I'm about to just make a song as a fan for the fans. And the song took off like most viewed, played song in my catalog for my whole entire career is a Dragon Ball song. Like it just blew my mind. So at that point, that's when me and my best friend sat down and was like, all right, I guess it's time to really like give people an album. If they, if they like this, then let's do this, but in a grander scale, a more concentrated scale. And um, that's how we came up with the animated EP. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, definitely do something that you love because then it won't be a short, well, you know, a job. To, it won't be like a 95, nine to five job for you. You are going right. to want to do it. So that's definitely good. Now, my next question, I'm not sure if Dan will play this song or not. The other song I listened to you from was, um, uh, I think it's called Theodore with yeah. Matthew Okay, I, 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 I think I went way too deep into that song. So tell me the influence from that song. Before you right. let, me play the, let me play the track. Don't play it first. Oh, yeah, go ahead, play the track. I'm gonna play this one. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to cut it. It's about four minutes long, y'all. This is Theodore. scary because you try to go to sleep i don't want to go to bed mommy something's really quite wrong my room's a very scary place when the lights off monsters under the bed i dread the day i might fall try to make a run and it's my leg that it bites off what do they want from me shadows always taunting me what if this house has a ghost and it's haunting me what if these bedtime stories ain't just only stories what if the boogeyman is real and he's coming for me mommy you never listen to me say it's superstition only pissing on myself and praying that i don't go missing on you this is how you do me when the scary stuff is just starting you close the door and there's my bitches on the milk carton please don't leave me why do you not believe me a demon's in my closet that's probably gonna eat me i ain't even tired i'm not even sweet she said you must see it though little boy take it easy take it easy sorry if i got you I was seeing it all crazy, crazy greats. Yeah, I made it. Yeah, you could get you could get into the influence of the shit now, but once again, another relatable track. Thinking about back when I was a kid in the '80s and the way horror movies and shit back then were, legitimately <laughs> scared the shit out of some of us. Where we didn't want to be in the dark in our room. We needed a nightlight. 
We had to go to sleep with the TV or the radio on. Didn't want to open the dark closet and all that shit, man. So, <laughs> again, relatable. But Katara had the question. Have at it. All right. So, um, Theodore is the name of an actual teddy bear that my mother gave me when I was born. Um, and for, you know, I guess you can say if I had an imaginary friend, I guess it would be Theodore. At, at one point, we was the same height. Now, <laughs> did, did, did you name the teddy bear Theodore or was it Teddy Ruxpin? No, just, my, my mom literally <laughs> named it. She literally named him Theodore. Okay, because again. I'm hip to the Teddy Ruxpin. I'm, I'm, I'm hip. Okay, because I was going to say a little before your time again, because when you popped the tape of Teddy Ruxpin and he would start spitting rap lyrics yep. and shit like that, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd have thought that thing was talking to you later. <laughs> right, yeah, nah, um, nah, Theodore was just a stuffed, a stuffed teddy bear my mom gave me, you know what I'm saying, when I was a kid. And that's, it was a pretty decent sized bear too, because like I said, at some point it was like the same height. So, um... I, I have them everywhere or whatever. I practice all my WWF moves on them, my, my Ninja Turtle karate moves on them. I do, you know what I'm saying? Like that was, I had to entertain myself. I was the only kid. Um, so um, it's what we call like man on the moon syndrome and shit. So um, Theodore, the song brings me back to how terrified I was in my room as a kid. Like I was convinced there was a demon in my room trying to kill me. I would see moving shadows and I would see a lot of different things. And I guess my mom played a part in that because she watched, like she's a horror movie fanatic, always has been. Um, now I'm a horror movie that fanatic. Didn't help. That. <laughs> <laughs> so like, she would do little weird shit too, like in the middle of a scary movie, like she'll like, oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick and then like never come back and then start whispering my name from the hallway and shit. Like my mom, yeah, like she was a bunch of fun, but um, that also contributed to like my overactive imagination conjuring up these things I thought I saw. And um, so, and that's actually my mother on the song. Um, for people, if they if they didn't know, that's actually my mom on the song. Um, and <laughs> so the we sampled an anime movie from the '80s called Akira. Um, there's a, a scene where Tetsuo is in his bed. That's one of the main characters. He's in his bed hallucinating, and this little car, this little rabbit, and this little teddy bear climbs on the bed. And that's the, the the sound effect you hear we sampling in the background or whatever. And as um, my best friend had never seen the movie before, and it's still like top two anime movie for me of all time. Um, so I played it for him. And as we was watching the movie, I was like, bro, we got to sample this joint. Like, I don't know if it's ever been done before, but we got to do it. And he was like, is it on YouTube? I'm like, yeah. So he took the sample, he chopped it up. And as I've like replayed the, like writing the song and as he was making the beat, the that scene, I kind of had it on a loop and we was watching it in mute while he was making the music. And at one part of the scene, a giant teddy bear is on the, on the, on the screen, like looking real crazy. And I was like, no, this remind me of Theodore. Like this is some imaginary <laughs> life, some shit that, you know, I would have with my teddy bear back in the day. And what I didn't know until like maybe years later is that my mom owned that bear before she gave it to me. So it's like a family heirloom. And so 
I put my real life and put a little fantasy spin on it to where teddy bears just pass through down through generations protecting kids from the monsters that go, you know, bumping at night. And um, basically the first two verses is like some real conversations me and my mom would have as a kid as she trying to get me to go to bed or threatening me to go to bed at some point. Um, and how Theodore can't come to life until after I fall asleep to help protect me from these monsters. And that's kind of how I put that song together. It's like a nightmare sequence in the story of the album if I had to, if I had to call it that. Dope. And fun fact, I literally watched, I, I thought I've seen it before. I've known about Akira for my whole life. I literally just watched it for the first time last year. And this shit was no way. so good. I had to watch it three times in a row. <laughs> you said Akira, right? Yeah. Huh? Akira, okay. Yeah. Okay, because at yeah, first was, I said Akira. I'm like, what movie is that? But yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew about the film for forever because of course. The first image you think of is him on the motorcycle. Right. Right. Teddy bear scene and shit. I remember that. Like it was just like, yo, that shit was just it that whole movie was just bugged out. But the great thing about it, because my daughter is an anime head. She turns 13 this Sunday, actually. But she's, right. an anime, she's an anime head. Like she's into like everything. She was uh watching Ruby. She's she ran through Hunter times Hunter, Hunter. Ex Hunter, freaking um, I forgot what else she's on right now, but literally like she's, I mean, she likes likes the slice of life stuff and things like that. But I asked her the other day, did she see that movie? And she said no. So now I gotta go back and dig for it and watch. Now I'm gonna watch it with her again because I love right. this so much. But the crazy influence of that with again just dopeness because it was a fire movie as as a whole, but. How excited was your mother to be a part of this project? <laughs> she, uh, man, she actually, man, like, she's still around. Like, she's still calling people personally, like, every day since the song was, like, in, in concept. Like, yo, I'm on Mikey's song. Yo, I got, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you listen to it? Like, she's literally, like, calling people. Is she calling me when she mad that people, like, a couple people ain't responded yet? Your auntie ain't responded yet. To the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's super <laughs> funny. She is so punk. Like, um, her in the studio is probably one of the best moments of my career. Um, having her in front of the microphone. Um, I actually be doing a behind the scenes um, breakdown of that song in video form, like a video series that I'll be doing for the album. But y'all actually get to see mom in front of the microphone, learning how to do things. Um, Cause I take for granted that I do this so much that it's like breathing that like simple stuff, like getting mom to say one line within a verse and being on beat or whatever is such a, a hard concept for somebody that doesn't do this, that like I had to take away all music and like, all right, mom, I'm gonna feed you the line and you just say it back to me and we'll just you record it as you in. You gotta punch her in. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we'll place you, we'll place you where you need to go or whatever. And like after she stopped trying to be on beat and she could just talk freely, she just became like this prima donna in the studio. Like she was like, she got to the point where she was like, "Oh, I don't like that take. Let's do it again. No, I don't like this take either. Let's do it again." Like she just, yeah, she got so comfortable. It was like, Who you created a monster? Yeah, I did though. Like she probably wanted to be on all the albums. No, I was gonna say, how dope was it? Now, so you could, you could now turn it around, one eighty the situation, and, and tell mom what to do. Right. 
I think actually though, I think the dopest part about having mom on the album is I have her in the actual credits of the song. So she actually gets a royalty split from the song as it streams. And like, I just, I feel so great about being able to give my mom a piece of the music and a piece of the profits at the same time. Like just a, a big thank you for being like one of the best mothers I, like anybody could ask for. Like, you know what I'm like, saying? There you go. That's all that rent you asked for that I never gave you. You mentioned you mentioned the joint. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back a little bit because I don't know if it's the same Ultra Instinct on the album. Yeah, that's the same one. Okay, okay. Go right to your SoundCloud so people can go see. You see the big logo, you know where to go. The joint got over fifty-two thousand hits. Everybody hears it good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's that Super Saiyan nerd guy flow, nigga. Look, yes, on this instrumental, I will show you who's the best in this tournament of power. Now, one, one, four, crumbling the cows. If I had to put it plain, it is crumbling the towels. Wowzers, feel like I've been holding back for hours, but you couldn't keep me cooked if you was kicking it with Bowser. I'm raising the intensity, potentially a thousand. And when I'm about to kick it, have you shitting in your trials? Let's face it. Lyrics when I pin them to the pages, embedded so deep, Mizuno can erase it. Dream by any means, if you occupy the space, Richard Martin King and Malcolm in the middle of a spaceship. Wait, just in the grand priest, so weeks like shit. I ain't know this little mortal was a beast. Niggas barely live a scratch with a dent, made a crease when it comes to combat. Niggas really can't because my punches is liquor, ain't tasting no bitches. I'm drunken with power, they looking suspicious. I swear this corona's my trick of destruction. I'm telling you, choppers, this beer is delicious. Get it? I'm just playing with the name for the same fun. That'll give me cotton when it ain't none. Probably wanna get it poppin', nigga, go hang when you up against the Guardian. I hope you got a James Gunn. Think it's sweet and it's pissing me off. Adding fuel to the fire and you giving me more. Wanna judge me? He without sin gets to catch the first stone. Infinity War, power to the people who are glove in your hand. Or war with your race, nigga. I am just saying, retreat and surrender, dog. Now is your chance. Cause this is a warm up and I am. I'm just giving y'all that much because y'all need to go support this joint. You got y'all gotta go support this joint like ASAP, man. But that joint right there, again, just lyrical abilities, flows, and things like that. Like to me, that track, as you mentioned, shout outs to the homegirl Q from Gadgets of Geekery. You was just on her show recently. You mentioned how um, you wanted to also remind people that it isn't just about the nerdcore side. And though you had the Super Mario references, the, the, the Marvel references, all types of other references in that joint, I just think the way you attack that track, you was reminding people that not this ain't just nerd rap you, you're listening to. And this ain't just nerd rap you're going to get from me. Right. Um, the big, the bigger um, goal for the album was to have a duality because I could have took the album super left on some nerdy shit. Um, my thing is, I've been rapping my ass off for years, doing freestyles, freestyle series, competitions with, with just barring people and shit like that. But really, like songwriting is a passion. And so my thing was, I had this goal, man, or just this this dream in mind that like one day you turn on the radio. And the most popping song on the radio is some nerd shit, but you can't like deny it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it just sounds good. So me and my best friend's mission was let the music sound good and don't worry about so heavily making it a nerd project or nothing like that. Let's make it a good album. Let's make it listenable. Let's make the replay value be good. Let's, let's put ourselves in the position of people listening to it for the first time 
and and just make sure when you press play on some shit, you want to press play on it again. The beats is good. Um, the the songs are structured. The hooks are solid. The you know what I'm saying like we really wanted to just bring good music to the table. And if you peel back the layers and saw the nerd shit on there, that's because you probably relate. But on the surface level, I want you to just press play and be a fair weather uh, listener or whatever, and just be like, "Hey, y'all like that beat or?" I like that song. The hook to that is cool. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just wanted to take away labels, honestly, of anything and just, just call this shit dope. That's all I like. Like, that was the, that was the mission. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck overthinking it. Yeah, I did. I'm methodical and I had a concept. I had a story. I had all these things, like, you know, planned. But at the end of the day, I just wanted you to call it dope. So we just, we focused on making good music first and then everything else followed. I and dope indeed is is where I can put it. Like honestly, like I can listen to you thinking in the in the lane of the nerdcore rap. I can listen to you in the lane of like the MC Dan and the, I would say the Godfather of the nerd style, uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, or think <laughs> of the Philly and who is the current like father of it, Mega Ran or. Um, uh, homie, I did a podcast with uh, last year. The ho- uh, homies, um, the Heroes for Hire. If you ever heard of them, yeah, I'm here. Check, check them out too. Like, like you, you are in. Like, right now, to me, like you can stand on their level of quality of nerdcore music. But just as a rapper, too, just as a rapper in in whole, we are hip hop. Like every, most of us on this show, we are hip hop. Like. This show would have never started if it wasn't for the hip hop discussion group, which is a Facebook group that HHDG Media, I'm one of the partner owners of, and JP is one of the original 50 members of the uh, hip hop discussion group as a whole. We we know this hip hop shit when we're talking to you. And I can, though my word is whatever, I can certify this shit. This is starting five approved. Must cop, must listen to, Thanks. must buy, support with your dollars if possible. JP, do you have any questions to, for this brother uh, while we here and while we got him? Oh, man. I just think, man, you know, uh, KQC's brother, you know, and skewing in, you know, and, you know, uh, I'm definitely going to support your stuff. Uh, like, uh, you know, as far as dudes, um, stories out. Nine years bedroom, man. I mean, I, I feel you that I went through the same. I actually, you know, I don't put my personal shit out like that. But you know, I remember having a dream at four, five years old, violent dreams. So, you know, what I mean, I know exactly what you're, what you're talking about. Shit, you should be thinking as little. I put it, I just to you that way. But to, so I can lay in on, on that, but then. To, to translate for Stephen Hawking's over there, <laughs> he, he pretty much was expressing, because you were choppy again, I'm sorry, JP, but he was pretty much expressing the, the relatableness of this. I'm sure you heard most of what he was saying. And like we mentioned, most of us having them bad dreams and nightmares and shit as kids. And it is crazy, man. This whole album, once again, it's relatable. The, the topics are on point, the, the references are on point. And like you said, man, if you are 
uh, a nerd, blurred, whatever, geek, freak, however you want to call it, like, and this shit is relatable. Like, you see how quick Qatar jumped right on it. Like, I <laughs> all the references on this. TJ, I know TJ caught all the references throughout this whole thing, too, because we are, we are in that life also. And, man, all I can say just to wrap this up is, man, you know, much more success to you. Thank you. Please go cop this joint. ASAP, go stream it, get his streaming numbers up, go purchase it wherever he got it to purchase. It's it's worth the penny that you're going to put into this and support dope shit, support black music, support dope music. And now that you've been a guest here, whenever you want to come back for whatever, you can come back just to chill, chop it up with us at any time. You being the first new guest on the show as we close this out, final shout outs. Make sure you give out all your social medias and stuff too. I biggest shout out gotta go to, you know, the starting five, man. Thank you for having me on the platform. Like it's a it's a big, it's a big triumph coming from like really fighting through the monotony of, of what local hip hop and underground hip hop is to get on platforms to to have a voice and things like that. So just thank you guys for just giving a fuck enough to to take a chance on 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 a crazy eight um, for your podcast. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my engineer, my producer, my best friend, my brother, Tino Black, who did, who produced five out of the eight tracks on the album, recorded the whole album, mixed and mastered the whole album. Um, he really came a long way. He was definitely my partner in crime putting this shit together. So the biggest shout out got to go to him because he, he matches my genius. So, you know what I'm saying? So big shout out to my brother, Tino Black. Um, and just, yo, stream the album, man. Buy the album. Cop some merch. I got, I got shirts. I got posters. I got hoodies. I got all that good stuff. Hit my DM. Hit the link in my bio. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms at Crazy Eight the Great. That's crazy. The number eight. T H E Great. It's only one of me. You can't get another. Look for the smiley face logo on every social media platform there is. That's how you know it's me. And um, again, man, thank you for letting me, you know, come on here, tell my story, you know what I'm saying? Try to give people, give people a reason to, to take a shot, you know what I'm saying? You only get one first impression, and I wanted this to be mine, so I hopefully, you know, it was the right one. Well, definitely, in my opinion, for the Star 5 family, you definitely came off with a great, great first impression. Hopefully, everybody does pick it up and stream, get those numbers up for you, man. And your blur flea family. So this is an extension that I have to do. Not and not, <laughs> not by, you know, not like I'm required to do, but I want to do because this is a part of me. This is a part of who we are as right. a team on the Star Five, also, is that we want to help people get their voices out further, just like we want to help for our voices to get further, man. Right. So salute to you. Thank you for coming on. And again. Don't be a stranger. You're already a part of the, the, the Facebook group. Just get active. And anytime you ever want to come back on, you're more than welcome to. We invite guests every week. All right, for sure, man. Thank you for the invite, man. I appreciate that. With that being said, First Lady. Oh, shout out to everyone here. Of course, it's always fun, especially during a rough Wednesday. It's great to come on here and and discuss different topics. Shout out to everybody who's in the um, um, chat. 
because I can't talk right now. No, but shout out to everyone there. Shout out to our guests. Um, uh, just keep keep promoting. I always say keep marketing and promoting. Uh, you know, get your name out everywhere. And um, just shout out to everybody like our creative artists, all the creatives that's holding it down. This is the great, now is the time. And I guess I'm talking about myself as well. Now is the time to get some stuff done. And if you, and also too, if you do get back into the writing and books and stuff like that, Katara also hosts a show for authors on this network too. So okay. definitely keep in contact with her too. And she would love to have you on that show, I'm sure also. Uh, the late man, OGJP. Stephen Hawkins for tonight. <laughs> yeah, this guy, man. Anyway, <laughs> man, it's just to you, crazy to grand. I, I wish you the best, brother. I like your vibe, mm -hmm. you know, how you comfort other. You go make it, man, definitely. Thank you. Um, shout out to the mayor. Shout out to TJ Guitar. Shout out to people in the feed. And that's it. TJ? Mm -hmm. Yo, shout out to you, the Crazy Eight, the Great Man. Uh, great story, great background. The album is solid, like I said. Uh, love the music. My favorite anime is Ninja Scroll of all time. That's that's the. It's that's a classic. Me. Yeah, that's. Yo, it's a classic. That's just, it's bananas. I love it. I could watch that a hundred times. Um, shout out to people in the chat. Shout out to Dan, the first lady. I'm not gonna get on the old man tonight. I'm gonna let him be. I'm gonna let him live. And. Uh, uh, once again, a solid show. Thanks for everybody participating. Love. Notice he didn't be a shout out at all. Say I'm gonna go in the old man and he's shout out at all at, at all. <laughs> That's a damn shame. I get back shout out about you now. Don't get me started, JP. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. I take my shout back. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> TJ and Stephen Hawkins arguing. This is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway man y'all know what to do the and you're not funny the, the com. again check out crazy eight the great everywhere and all social media platforms under crazy the number eight the great and again thank you thank you everybody and last but not least once again the anti-bullying thing we're here to help let us know let me know hit me up hit any one of us up here you can friend us all on Facebook. We're open enough for okay. that. We got your back on that. With that being said, this is your boy, the mayor. For the rest of the team, we say peace. And we'll see you next week. Peace. peace.